Welcome to episode 10 of Back the Girls podcast. My name's Philippa Tutti and alongside me are the boozy twins in, <laughs> in the likes of Gemma Hallett. Hello. And Lori Harries. Hey. So on today's episode, we are going to look back at Wales's first win in 32 months. Yes, they beat Japan last week at the Cardiff Farms Park. So off the back of that, we're also going to look ahead at their next game, which is going to be against South Africa. We have some, oh, shall we call it frustrating news coming out of the Irish camp. So we're going to have a little talk about that. And of course, it would not be a Back the Girls podcast without... Shaming pub quiz. <laughs> so, girls, I'm really looking forward to our in depth analysis of Wales Japan, but I am worried that you can't remember a thing. Well, I can. I had all the upside down Instagram posts to remind me yeah. tonight. Yeah, that kind of, that planted the seed in my mind that these girls are having a good time <laughs> seeing Instagram posts upside down with some colourful language in the background as well. It was good. Oh, was there? I did try to delete them on and after. But... Yeah. The thing was, she demanded I go on camera and I had no interest in going on camera. So I thought if I dropped oh. a bit of language, she couldn't use it. Mm-hmm. Oh, she didn't care. Mm-hmm. I went live. I couldn't hear you. But it definitely sounded like there was way more people there than what was um, said. Is it one th- just over a thousand people or something? Was there? Yeah, just over a thousand. I think. Wow, well, I felt like, like felt I was massive. in a packed stadium. <laughs> we may not have filled it, but we filled it with noise and energy. In voice, yeah. Yeah, what a crowd it was. Yeah, so. you do. But hey. First win for the girls in 32 months. Oh, How bad is that? That's they, huge. Didn't they need that? Oh, yeah. It's not just the win either. They actually played very well. I really enjoyed the game. I thought the performance was good. They really looked like they enjoyed their time on that field and their time together. Amazing to see them playing with smile on their faces, hugs after the game, enjoying the crowd, scoring tries. I know. Yeah. And, you know, not being funny, three tries. That's that's a good start to the campaign, isn't it? So total score was 23-5. Do you think that's fair reflection of the game? Do you reckon they should have scored more? They had a lot of possession in, in the first, like early in the first half. I thought mm. it would have been, you know, to come away with points, to turn that pressure into points in the 22, you know, all the you know, cliches. But, you know... That, that try straight out of the gate, out of the gate, that was awesome. Mm, that um, was textbook, wasn't it? Like, yeah, brilliant. Everything you would want. High restart from Eleanor Snowsill, loads of defensive pressure. They then get the line out. They then get the driving mall. However, Laurie, I have a question for you. So, you know with the modern driving mall, it's always <laughs> going to be the hooker at the back is going to get the ball and get the glory, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, Kat Evans, first cap, comes on, she throws the line out brilliantly, comes to the back of the mall. Shuan Lily Crap has her hands on the ball. Now I was expecting the ball to go back to Kat Evans and she gets the glory. First cap, oh my God. But Shuan held on to it. So is it just like if you hold on to it if you are going forward, you're feeling comfortable, or should she have given that back? If Kat was at the back of the line out, she should have had possession of the ball. That's what I thought. Especially if she's attached to it. Yeah, yeah, she was. 
uh, yeah, because I was actually, I, when uh, they got up from that and they were all congratulating, she, she won. We had a bit of a shock in the stand, didn't we? Because I yeah. assumed it was Kat that scored the try. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the ref, I mean, to, it was quite loose refereeing, I thought, at times. <laughs> it was casual refereeing, I think we were referenced in the second half. Yeah, casual it was relaxed. Refereeing. I mean, I liked it because, you know, the flow of the game, it was, yeah. you know, there it, it, it wasn't this awful stop start. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it got the girls out there running and things. So it was good. But yeah, in terms of that line out, I'm unsure how they got away with it, but they did. <laughs> So we'll just scan over that. However, had Japan scored in that ah. run, I would have been. Oh, they'd be not crazy. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that would have been a great moment for Kat, right? First line out. Yeah. First try, first try, first couple yeah. of minutes of the year, first cap. Yeah, yeah. I I thought she did all right. Um, only got to see her, I think she only carried once. And I was hoping because she comes from a seven, not purely a sevens background. She plays fifteen and sevens, but I've just I've played with her in sevens, and she got an incredible work rate. You know, she'd be everywhere. She really yeah, she's like a back rower. She's small yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. So I was kind of hoping she'd be popping up on shoulders, but then I haven't quite worked out their pod system. So maybe she's just not able to be in that that position to be able to offer herself as a ball carry. But uh, tackles wise, up there. I think she only missed one or two and they were the kind of ones where she still had like an ankle. So she still slowed the person down for someone to make the tackle. It wasn't like a clean through or anything. Mm. Um, so I, I thought she did good for her, for her first cap. Yes. I, do, I agree. I think with, you know, a first cap performance, mm. she had a very comfortable game and something she can be proud of. The only thing I would say is um, there was a noticeable difference in the scrums when Caris Phillips and Keris Hale came on. Yeah. They did seem to have a bit more go forward in them then and slightly with the height positions as well. Mm. It did look better as soon as yeah, those Tell us what you mean by that, look, because you went on and on in the crowd about height, height <laughs> of the scrum, height. Well, the Japanese scrum was low. Yeah, I mean, those girls are in insane shape. I was if I had to be a prop or a hooker in their squad, I wouldn't get anywhere near. I'm about <laughs> three dress sizes too big. Anyway. You would have made how small they shirts were for me. Yeah. Especially the loose head. She could have been any one of the backs yeah. in the Welsh squad. But yeah. Um it was frustrating only because I know what what you know, I like scrums, as you probably <laughs> have come together by now. But yeah, I thought they were driving up rather than across. They didn't look as if they were bound very tight. There were some gaps in the front row, I felt. And um, for all those videos that were upside down, uh, you can see it. It does look quite, it looks uncomfortable, especially in the front row where they're driving up. So when are they calling you in to do a scrum session, do you know? Never. <laughs> Never, yet. I only asked them for a couple of pints for it as well. But no. <laughs> Rejected. <laughs> okay, so apart from thinking that it was bolstered more when Karis Phillips and Karis Hale came on, do you have any other insight into the scrum for us? Uh, no, I liked I uh, liked how quick the ball got out. I thought Keita Bevan was under immense pressure at times, but she did. She just seemed to be able to pass. It was like, well, trying to pass a ball through an eye of a needle at times with the pressure coming on her, but she did get the ball away. I would... It'll be interesting this week because, unfortunately, I can't get to the game there. So to watch it on telly instead 
I'd like to see if the ball is getting away as quickly as how I perceived it to be because I've had some comments following it saying that it could have been much quicker on the base and things. But Mm. from what I was seeing in the stand, I thought she was doing a really good job. (laughs) Yeah. And Fionn Lewis coming on, actually, I thought she made a big impact. She picked the tempo up again, though, didn't she? She did, uh, quick taps and that it, it was lacking I felt especially because you know they did get the upper hand in probably every situation I thought if they can just add a new element into their play especially at the 20, last 20 minutes mm. you can really you know take teams and get them in the juggler or however you want to <laughs> say but yeah I thought they, it could have been stepped up another level again I thought the mm. team showed uh, you know good fitness awareness of where they wanted to play the ball, put the ball in the right areas as well. But um, There was good ambition and good game management, right? There was two things that I picked up. I left the scrums to low rakers, even though I've been in there, I still don't understand to this day what goes on. Two things for me, there was a lot of playing off nine, playing really narrow. Mm. Um, I'd like to see more of playing off 12 and 13, having a bit more ambition. I mean, we've got yep. great ball handlers from one to 15. Yeah, you know, They shouldn't be afraid to run off 12 and 13 shoulders in those wider channels. And the speed of ball, the speed of ruck, mm. not so much the ball, the speed of ruck between difference between the Japan team and how effective they were with their first and second in, in comparison to how Wales seemed to just stop at the ball. And I was, I had Kat Edwards on one side of me, former, I don't know if you guys know Kat Edwards. Yeah, oh, who, maybe you need to listen to episode six. No, name rings the bell. <laughs> um, she kept reminding me how much she enjoyed episode six. <laughs> <laughs> so I cast Edwards on one side of me and somebody's granddad. I couldn't work out who's player, who he was supporting, and he was shouting so much that when he told me the name, I didn't quite hear it. And him on the other side of me, and we were all in agreement that the players hitting the rack just stopped at the ball rather than going past the ball and taking out the threats. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes into what you're saying, though, is the speed of ball could be much more effective if mm-hmm. we can just blast past the ball and take the threats out. Put, you know, who we got next? South Africa. Put South Africa on the floor, get past the ball, and let's play it. Yeah. Yeah, other than that, I thought they were great. Yeah. Um, I, echoing that on the on the ruck area. Do you know what a ruck is, <laughs> Uh, I've yeah. seen them. Come on now, Phil. Far. Tell us what a ruck is. I can see a book right by the side of her. I can see a book. Definitely well, rucking. Because I never got involved in them, I got to observe them for many, oh, many years. Yeah. So actually, I really know what it. they're all about. Uh, <laughs> but no, it, in seriousness, though, I was looking at the penalty count because that was thing was one Ooh, thing was that? That was a little bit of a hindrance. So there was 60, uh, 15 penalties and two free kicks, I believe. So 17 infringements, if you will. But 10 of them came at the ruck area and five of which were actually for not releasing, which coincides with what you're saying, because players were obviously feeling that they weren't being supported quick enough. People weren't clearing over them. So they were holding on to it for just a split second to try and give the number nine a chance to get the ball. Yeah. So definitely that is going to be an area to, to work on. And yeah. um, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to see the France-South Africa uh, game yet, but um, my days, they are physical. They fly into the rucks, bordering on like... I think off they're their feet. off their feet very much. Man. 
very much they are really bordering on that however if there you know if there is someone set just over a, a player and someone tries to come in with that energy and intention they won't actually get caught off their feet because there's almost someone there to fall onto if that makes sense but i think that's something we're going to have to really be aware of going into south africa because they are going to fly into us and it won't make them look like they're off their feet because they'll be landing on players who aren't being effective mm. And if Wales well, aren't quite oh, past the ball and over the play and instead of being over the ball, mm. if they get hit that far back, they're just going to get in nine's way. Yeah. So they have to take that extra step. We've got to go beyond the player rather than just centering the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking of flying into players, I think Karen Lake needed a passport out on Sunday because she was <laughs> taken off at some speed into these players. I thought her defensive shift was second to none. And honestly, I do believe she should have had player of the match for oh, her yeah. defensive efforts. Mm. There was a lot of conversation about that on, on we were down, we were down by the touchline at this point, weren't we? About how great her effort was. But I'm really excited by the centers. They're only small girls, but they're so strong, so physical. Karen talks so much. Yeah, and Hannah has just got an amazing skill set mm-hmm. and so much time. I, I'm really excited. Let's just let them, let's build a team around them, I say. Yeah, definitely. You just want to see more of them to know more and play them, yeah. around them. So like yeah. you said, get the pods out wider, mm-hmm. get the ball out wider. In You know, it's only going to then get your wingers on full back running off. And who doesn't want to see... Jazz Joyce, Lisa Newman. Yeah, let's talk about it. Mm. Coming on to them at pace, isn't it? When there's space already created by that disruptive pod in the middle of the field. In that first half, how much did we go down that, um, it was like the blind wing, wasn't it? It was the opposite side of the pitch to us. Yeah. We just kept attacking wide. Yeah. Yeah, real pace. Courtney Keat, who I will just give an apology to now because for many <laughs> games I've referred to her as Courtney Knight. So I am so sorry, Courtney. Courtney Keat. Um, Yeah, she got loads of touches on the ball and and tough ones in that she was getting it right on the touchline, but using really good footwork to to sort of keep keep the ball in play. So I think we're in agreement then. It was a great start and we're really Mm -hmm. excited to see where this can go. Yeah, great start with room for improvement, which is what you want from your your first game of the autumn. Oh, oh, of course, yeah. 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 Cool. So, um, before we move on, to, you know, just discuss where our guest is. Um, ah. I want to just uh, acknowledge the fact that it was so great to see so many former players make it to the Arms Park. We didn't have any official hospitality, but you know, big shout out to Nadge and Dean Griffiths at Cardiff Blues for sorting us out some cordoned off space, some VIP space, and some buckets of Heineken from her Heineken link at the Arms Park. I had a great time. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, could tell. Could tell. <laughs> but it was so great to see. I think towards, you know, when a few stragglers met us, we, it was 20 former players. Oh, nice. Good turnout. Considering a lot of people, you know, may have felt burnt by the WRU or, you know, what's the word, kind of left with a bit of a sour taste. And, you know, everyone's got their own stories. But the fact that they... You know, they, they came, they ultimately we want to support the girls, right? Mm-hmm. And if we can get together and, and rally for that, then it was, hey, I told you I got to sit next to Captain Edwards for the whole game, so. <laughs> yeah, no, it's glass. And they're going to be doing yeah. a bit more of an official thing, aren't they, next 
for the next game for for South Africa hosting former yes. players, which is brilliant. It's the first time that's that's really happened. By the first day. time it's ever happened for former yeah. players. Yeah, just to make everyone aware, we have been invited um, to the game by the WRU before kickoff for some tea, coffee, and Welsh cakes to meet some other. Um, I don't know who they are, dignitaries or VIPs, and then some food and beers after the game. So let's put that into context. That's never happened before. Never. Maybe. Never. Um, credit's got to go to Nigel Walker mm-hmm. for making that happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Nad as well for keeping on him to ensure it happens. Yeah. But even more exciting for that, I know some <clears throat> former players will be listening to this, is that players' lounge that we're going to get for the Six Nations is taking it to another level again. That's incredible. Every home game for the Six Nations, we'll have a former players' lounge. That's so good. It's It's really good. And it just gets former players back into the game and to be able to support the current squad, and that's exactly what you want. Getting numbers there, getting a voice out there behind the girls' backs as well. So back the girls is coming into a fashion. (laughs) Nobody will be a bigger advocate than a former player, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, know, make us feel part of that legacy. We're only going to go off and say good things, right? We've got others picking up coaching again. Mm-hmm. Because they're excited about what's happening, you know. Kerry just spent some time with Kerry Jenkins, former Wales from half, and I introduced her to Kira Bevan's parents, and Aww. they had a good conversation. You know, so it's all this legacy and all this history that exists, yeah. and it's about, about keeping it in the game, right? And all our passion, keeping it in the game. Kerry Jenkins is now coaching in the hub in Dragons region. Yeah. So, yeah. So. You know, great stuff happening off the pitch, great stuff happening on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, media-wise, it was so good to see so many former players involved. Right. Like Rachel Taylor was there. Um, Carol James was there. Dudley Howe was there. Ellen Evans was there. It's, you know, that... That's My mate there. Phil was there. Uh, yeah, that, that one. <laughs> um, and like for Saturday now and for Canada... Scrum Five are covering it, and it's a full-on, you know, studio before the game. So discussing, analysing last weekend. There's commentary with with two. So there's a lead commentator plus two former players. I've never done a women's game with two former players in commentary. So that again wow. is just stepping up, and then just adding that little bit more professionalism to to the coverage, which. Again, it's only going to do it good, isn't but it? But unfortunately, you missed the tea and coffee and Welsh cakes. I know. I know. Yeah, me and Hallett were both asked actually to um, get involved, but you know we've already got a date with Heineken, so <laughs> right, couldn't make it. Yeah, right, right. They saw your live from the weekend, and they were like, "No." Yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> so before we head into our guest spot, let's have a little jingle to get us in. Go low. Jingle, 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 jingle. In preparation for our fixture on the weekend, we'll mm-hmm. visit South Africa at the Arms Park, 12.15 kickoff. Let's introduce our guest. Right. So we've had a little bit of an issue. <laughs> so Lynn Cantwell, good friend of mine, played for many years together, and she was all up for coming on the pod and very supportive of what we're doing. And we booked her in for this evening because she has a crazy media schedule. 
and unfortunately they've had some travel issues and she could only do the pod quite late tonight after a long day of travel so I thought that's not really fair so uh, she's very apologetic and is more than happy to speak to us over the weekend if she sees us when we're there so maybe we can get some sort of post-match review from her Um, but yeah unfortunately she is stuck on a bus traveling in the, the glamorous life that is uh, women's rugby but yeah just for anyone who doesn't know Lynn Cantwell she was a former Irish centre and she is now the women's high performance manager in SA rugby so it would have been fantastic to have got her on her, her journey but hey maybe we can do this retrospectively you know maybe we can mm. get her on for a review or something next week so yeah, yeah. so we're all here on Zoom Lynn yep. and you're stuck on a bus yeah <laughs> that's how it goes but how great is that, though, to have another woman in a position, um, director of rugby in South Africa? Yeah. yeah. You know, just we, we'll get all the guests on when we <laughs> <laughs> They've all said they want to come on, you know. Yeah. So that's half the battle, right? It's incredible, though, right? We talk about you can't be what you can't see. Yeah. So yeah. they've got us phenomenal hot, uh, podcast hosts. Mm-hmm. When Phil is actually with us, um, you got you guys doing media, which just seems to be growing, and then you got these yeah. women in positions, and we got a, a barbarians women's team as well, which tails yes. some others involved. It's just oh, yeah. something special is happening, eh? And did you see um, two players have been no three players? Sorry, have been announced so far yes. in the barbarians. Yeah, yeah. Lois, do you see it? Yeah, I did see them. Yeah, Rocky Clark, Rocky uh, Clark. Hey guys, guys. What if it's three former Welsh next? Oh, well, I know yeah, any. Watergill one, two, and three. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'd probably put a hamstring as soon as I put on my boots. I'll do games after. That's my forte. <laughs> yeah, so you've got Rocky Clark, Katie McLean, Daily McLean, yeah. and uh, Mo Hunt, Natasha Mo Hunt, isn't it? Yeah. When you're uh, starting with that spine, like, really, <laughs> yeah. wow, they're going to have a good team, aren't they? Yeah. Anyone who thought the announcements, it's like, who's yeah. next? Yeah. yeah. Anyone who thought Barbers was just an opportunity to go and have a couple of pints, maybe throw a ball around <laughs> and then see who turns up. It's not like that anymore, is it? It's definitely, no. you are getting the cream of the crop, still, you know, yeah. the best in the game <laughs> with yeah. some of them. And then you're like, ooh. Should probably get back in the gym before I uh, <laughs> expect a call up there. Yeah, and for anyone who doesn't know, the Barbarians will be playing South Africa uh, in Twickers, isn't it? Right at the end of the month, right? Last weekend. Twenty seventh, twenty seventh of November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So South Africa have played France. They will be playing us. Then they've got the under twenties, uh, England under twenties, and and then Barbarians. So quite a full on tour for them. Hmm. Won't be too long. Hopefully, they'll be playing a Wales under 20s. Oh, that's right. for another pod. That's that for another pod. So, talk us about you'll have to fill in for Lynn now. Then, I know you've done your research, Phil. Uh, what can we expect yeah. from South Africa on the weekend? Right. Well, a little bit again, unfortunately, of, of Japan in regards to the unknown because they haven't played much through COVID. They hadn't played for three months prior to playing against France, and they only got together for three days before going to France and consequently it showed um half time was 27 nil full time was 46 3 oh hang on that's similar to the New Zealand England half time score though yeah yeah <laughs> i know yeah very true and and in fact though i would say france actually looked rusty uh quite a few handling errors 
just things like um, players overrunning, just not connecting, uh, a couple of balls going loose. So it could have it could have been more. Literally in the first half, the only time South Africa got into France's half was when they kicked a restart. Apart from that, oh, literally, wow. literally, um, they were pinned back. The, you know what? The physicality one, right, is an interesting one. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask Lynn about it because when the South African forwards had ball in hand, oh my days, they were, you know, when you talk about leg drive being aggressive and not accepting the contact, they were just they were so ruthless and powerful, but then the follow-up on the ruck, like I said, was loose. They were flying in, so they were losing possession of the ball. But then when it came to defensively, um, one-on-one tackles, really poor, lots of slipped, like arms grabbing. Um, so it was like a mismatch of, dif- of of physicality. I can't say they're not a physical team, but then if you look at the amount of tackles they missed, you would say, oh, they they can't be a physical team. Do you know what I mean? So I don't so know. Maybe it's the concentration between attack and defense. So they yeah. switched on, they well up for an attack and maybe lose a little bit of concentration in defense. Yeah. Which is a great opportunity for Wales, right? Because that's oh. what we're on an attack. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's maybe a combination of the fact they haven't played much together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you know what it's like, if you're not hearing a call from your inside and someone cuts in, do I make it? Do I not? And maybe there was a little bit of of that. So a bit of uncertainty in in who's who's the tackle, which led to these sort of, you know, arms tackles. But I can't really talk about their attack, unfortunately, because it was literally only in the second half that they managed to have a bit of possession and force a penalty and, and get those three points. But really, apart from that, you didn't see much from them. But like I say, I, sorry, I would just be aware of their, their physicality when they do ball carry. Did France play a strong team? Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Um, you had your Boujard and Boulard, which are the, the 14 and 15. Who played nine and 10? Uh, nine and 10 was, nine was Sansus and 10 mm. was Juin. So, okay. you know, you're starting um, Gael, Gael Hermet. I yeah. apologize to anyone who has French. Butchering it. Uh, just <laughs> absolutely butchering it. But I think you know what I mean. You know who can so, speak brilliant French? Go. Lori. Go. Yeah. Okay, well, they're number eight who normally... Oh, sorry, she, sometimes she plays... Uh, I think she was playing six, actually. They're captain normally. How should I say that? Gay, Gayel Hermet? Gayel Hermet? Oh, hello. Yeah, no, hey. that's probably wrong Bonjour. as well, but... Bonjour. <laughs> um, Bonjour. Je m'appelle so yeah, pretty much. Pretty much their, their, their full-strength team. Um, but did look rusty. Did look rusty. But listen, there's no better preparation than having playing minutes, is it? So they will have had a full 80 now. They come to us, they'll have another 80 under the belt. By the end of this autumn period, period, sorry, they'll be, you know, in a far better place, just as Wales will be. Wales have gone, you know, so many months without actual physical game time. You can train as hard as you want. It's not going to make you a better player because you're not being challenged. Mm-hmm. As we all know, you always went about 60-70% in training. You were never full on. So <laughs> until you're in that game environment, you're never going to know how to make yourself a better player. So I think it's going to be a completely different game this weekend. Mm-hmm. I think as you say, it will be more physical than what Japan uh, mm-hmm. presented. But I think there'll be more opportunity to score 
because I don't think South Africa's fitness will be as high as what Japan's was. Mm. Yeah, potentially, especially in their pack. They, they had some tired bodies, lots of, you know, hands on hips, hands on knees coming into the sort of 60, 70 minute mark. So, yeah, it's a good point. Oh, on that like pack and moving it around, um, Alicia Butchers came on, caused havoc, really liked what she did. Um, I think that you see that option where it was a slow ruck again from Wales and Eleanor Sosa got the ball and literally you could see she looked left and it was just a, a, a complete line of organized Japanese defense. And then she just quickly looked inside and Alicia Butchers just naturally ran that inside line. She got it, made the break that then developed the quick ruck, which then allowed Jasmine Joyce to have like a bit of a two V one and she goes. So would she came it, off of Georgia, right? She did. Yeah. A different player. I know. I know. Um, so, in Georgia and Shuan, we got two very similar ball carriers. Um, and then in in Alicia, it's something completely different. Hmm. I remember speaking about it on the sideline is that she does a lot of the grit work as well that doesn't yeah. get, you know, the recognition because she's not the one, you know, potentially doing the big carries and hmm. the making the yards. But what she does off the ball or hmm. on the floor is incredibly intelligent. Mm. It's it's surprising really, really how physical she is because I think her body shape has changed drastically. I find she's lost loads of weight, but she, like you said, she does a lot of the dog work. Oh, but she's the, a little unit, isn't she? Yeah. She always offers herself that inside line, especially, <laughs> and it's well, it causes havoc amongst teams. So imagine you know, that inside line off of twelve and out, outside of twelve. I mean, that will cause havoc, especially with a tired pack. Mm. Yeah, and I think Alex Callender came on and offered pretty much the same as well. I think, you know, she's still very much young and, and new yeah. into the game, but... Her energy, though, yeah, it great. It mm. just, it just, well, when you think that you've been outrun for the first 60 minutes and then you get those two on for the last 20 and you're like, oh... Blink and they're similar as well, though, aren't they? So in, in Georgia and Shuan, we got similar, and then in Alex and um, Alicia, Alicia, we got similar as well. Is so. Manon Johns in that category as well? Manon Johns is very skillful. I've been watching her playing for Bristol, and I've actually been quite impressed because she's another I think young she's player. More of a hybrid, if I'm yeah. honest. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to say that, but yeah, <laughs> I think she offers a bit of both. Yeah, but you know. They were Welsh, we're naturally gifted for back row. Yeah. <laughs> you know, similar to the men's team, they've never had like, an issue for selection there because no. there is, um, you know, pools of talent and just like the women's, it's just mm-hmm. way to blood it out in every other position. Now, isn't here's, it? here's something to just throw out there then. How do you look at maybe moving Shuan and Georgia into the second row and having a really electric back row? <sighs> If you're coming against a heavy pack where you need to match them in weight or power, perhaps in the scrums, because you cannot let your set piece, yeah, you know, be ignored. You do need to, you know, sort that out before you yeah. think about playing off it. I would, I definitely would put you on mm-hmm. in the um, second row, especially then, when you've got so many other girls offering, you know, a bit of both. Yeah. When Crab had a great game. 
you know what? I really like Gwen Crab slotting yeah. in that outside channel, like we were just talking about now. And there was a, a period where it was like a miss. They did like behind the back passes, and I think it was like El Snowsill to maybe Beth and Lewis, Beth and Lewis to Gwen Crab, fed the winger, like that kind of play. More of that, like, yes. More of that because what Gwen? I'm sure Gwen Crab was under 18 sevens captain. I'm sure she was, and then oh, she okay. had. Yeah, and then she had a nasty knee injury, and I think it was when they were due to go to the Youth Commonwealth Games, and I don't think she went in the end, but she was very much prominent player for for the under eighteen sevens team to have that size, but then have that ability to slot in that position, and be confident to put in a ten meter pass. Mm. You know that is an asset. We had a great time with a fan bit. Oh, can we get oh, a shout out to <laughs> the crabs? What's what do you call a collection of crabs? Is it like a school of crabs or oh, God. A, crabs? a flock of crabs? I have no idea. Yeah. Let me ask Google. They were so much fun. They brought the energy, didn't they? Yeah, they, they were actually in the it. pub as well afterwards. So, you know, we enjoyed them. Didn't their boyfriend dress up as something? Yeah, they were all dressed they as were crabs. All crabs. No. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. They were on cast. TV more than you, Phil. Easy tiger. <laughs> it's a, a cast of crabs. Yes. So Gwen Crab's cast of crabs are all there. <laughs> that sounds absolutely awful. <laughs> Bless her. Maybe there's a cream for that. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, oh no, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a brilliant game. Mm. And it just shows when you start to invest in women's rugby, it lifts the mood in camp. Yeah. They think that they need to do it, you know, they need to perform. Mm-hmm. They enjoy performing and mm-hmm. it's not just the same old routine and you're just going through the phases. I really enjoy it and it's been a while, you know, for me to be able to say that. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. chuffed for them. Chuffed a bit. <laughs> chuffed a bit. Same again now against South Africa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You guys play South Africa. Yes. You <laughs> you know what, actually, um, I was part of, I didn't get to play in it, but I was part of the squad that played South Africa's first ever international game. When was that? That was back in 2004. <laughs> so I was very much, uh, sorry? UIC? Uh, no, pre-UIC. I was at Cardiff University and I was well, very much at UIC. Uh, no, sorry, it was, it was in South Africa. So that was, I believe, the first and oh, actually yes, last. Oh, no, I was there. Four. Yeah, exactly. I was in South Africa. I was waiting for you oh. to, like, come Too on Too many now. concussions. Jeez. You and I, you and I were in the extended <laughs> squad. So we played yeah. midweek and we yeah. got to watch the first squad, the first team uh, make history in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Do you still have the copy of the letter from Nelson Mandela? Did we have a letter from Alison? Yes, I was. I I'm always been a bit me, fan, and I've always kept little things from our rugby tour. And there is a letter, yeah, from Nelson Mandela to the Welsh women's squad to to thank us for coming over and stuff. And did they yeah, only give it to you? Over. What's going on? Well, yeah, you know. Fax <laughs> it to me, please. Absolutely, I will. No, it's amazing, isn't it, to say we were, we were part of that history. It was a close game. I actually Googled it because I couldn't remember. It was in Port Elizabeth, and we won 8-5. And I want to say that Juice, Juice kicked a late penalty yes. to win the game. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Oh, my God. And to this day, we're still the only team, Welsh team, to go to South Africa and win a test series. Right. Yeah. No other age grade or the national men's squad. Nobody's done it. Yeah. 
So we're part of a historic team that went right. well. Yeah. Even though we were in the stands having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all about the squad effort. We held those tackle pads well. <laughs> in scorching heat. Yeah. Do you remember we travelled from somewhere to somewhere? This is not the point. But you know the conveyor belt where all your luggage comes out? So Nadine Griffiths was, um, I think she was like forwards coach or assistant coach or something like that. And all of a sudden, all these pants started showing up and yes. and literally Nadge was like I'm not going to say exactly what she said but something along the fudge in hell and walked up and started collecting her pants oh no your bag had bust open on the conveyor belt yeah. <laughs> I got dead <laughs> uh, oh, one thing you have to say is Nadge is immaculately clean <laughs> and spotless <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh dear. Sorry, Lose, I interrupted you. Go on. No, it wasn't then until 2010 that well, I played South Africa. I actually got to play them twice in the same tournament. It was the World Cup in 2010 in Guildford, England. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was actually my first start. So it was our second game. I'd come off the bench against Australia, had a cheeky try. So they thought, hey, hey. we did all right. Let's put it to start. Well, <laughs> Quickly after about 20 minutes, I was in no man's land. I didn't know what I was doing, but yeah, oh, no. I had about 50, 60 minutes. And then they uh, brought back the uh, stalwart that was Rian Bowden to tidy it up. And they won that game. Or maybe they narrowly lost. No, we, we lost, narrowly that lost. Game. But then we won the, 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 won the had, second one? We, yes, we had the pool yeah. of death. So we had um, Australia as our opening game. Then we had South Africa. Then we had New Zealand. And we lost all three. And we come out of that pool and we played um, Sweden. We beat them and then we played South Africa in our final match. And it was, we had hardly anybody left standing, I don't think. And it was like do or die. We asked about them on our pitch and we beat South Africa that time, yes. Wasn't 2010 when Tails had that really bad injury? Yeah. 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 So she was... um... Uh, travelled back to Wales and then Vic Owens came in in her place No, they kept tails, they sent Katrina, Katrina uh, ruptured her knee, her ACL and Vic Owens came in for her No, Rachel Taylor definitely went back. Yeah, she went back but she came back because they were having an hour in about her she was having some sort of treatment but Kat's ACL would completely snap, she needed an op so Vic Owens came in in place of maybe you know, who's going to go and it was Kat that went and they tried to treat tails but Tay's ankles were going all the time, weren't they? She yeah. made a glass, that girl. <laughs> <laughs> she well, probably has a tape on her coaching boots. Yeah, probably the, the <laughs> coach that still has strapping. Um, so I've got the last game that we played against South Africa in 2018, where we won 19-5. Where was that? Don't know. Haven't done that much research oh. midweek. I thought you were in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, wouldn't have been in then. I was um, sevens from 2014 to, to 2018. I was just sevens then. Ah. So played against South Africa in sevens, although I can't see or I don't recognise any of the sevens girls in there, which again, I would have loved to have asked. I was, gonna, I was going to ask that because what we learned about the Jap- Japanese side is that they're a whole new team. Last time they toured or last, last time they came over or, or left Japan at all, which we think was the 2000. Um, 17, 17. 17. Yep. season and yeah. um, none of the players that travelled then 
are traveling now. So it's a whole new team. Oh, there were there were a couple, but like minimal, like four or five. Um, was it? Played, yeah, that played then. Oh, well, that granddad next to me was making a fax. Oh, uh, okay. No, I've uh, <laughs> uh, I cross-referenced the uh, the teams, and there there were about four or five. That, but still, oh, okay. you know, that's only four or five. That's quite high turnover. Oh, here mm-hmm. you go. So um, adding up the caps for the team, Eleanor Snowsill and Kira Bevan, their caps together was nearly as many as the entire starting 15 for Japan. They were short wow. by about seven caps. Yeah. Isn't that mad? That shows you, you know, where, where Japan are. They're very much a younger team. Mm-hmm. They are building, you know. And then Robin Wilkin comes on with their 50 caps. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hey, who's playing fullback now? Because Jasmine Joyce will be with the sevens. So is that is that true? We won't see Jasmine Joyce the rest of the, the autumn. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be with the sevens now for um, Dubai. So. Well, you know, Dubai. Well, Jess Cab is to come back in. Yes. So I'd actually like to see Lisa Newman put back to fullback. Yes, 100%. That and tackle. Yes. Yes, she's confident on one-on-ones and she actually has a decent boot. So, oh, yeah. um, because we know Jazz's only weakness is probably a kick. She doesn't like to kick, but then again, she doesn't have to in most games. She can run it back. Exactly. Newman and Cav both play club rugby together, right? Yeah. At sale, yeah. So yeah. they'll be very familiar with each other. I just think if you put these girls in these positions in these games, this, this is the prime opportunity to do so because you get to test things out which you maybe won't want to during a Six Nations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what what have you got to lose, really? Mm-hmm. The game. This is an international fixture. Yeah. You if you lose international matches now. If you lose one game and learn from it and then go on to win every other game. Oh, I don't know, though. This is international rugby. I don't want to be learning from games. I don't want to be winning games. Yeah, but well, we, you, we don't get that many games. We, yeah. Well, we don't get that many games, so you kind of have to take that. You don't get mm-hmm. your token games, you know, a tour away against a, you know, a tier two, so to speak, nation to be able to have those. So and this segues segue into the New Zealand England game perfectly. Yes. Well, no, actually, I just want to make a point. Go on, you, do, you do. Uh, um, test things out because Josh Adams has just been thrown into centre. Yes, he has. And Tain Basham is starting at eight, even though he's he has played there. Literally, but they've got nobody left standing though. Yeah, doesn't matter. Either mm-hmm. testing it and they're testing it at international level. So if the men can do it, we, we can, can as well. well. Yeah. I anyway, was quite surprised at that with Josh Adams because I didn't know. I know like um, Owen Lane played most of his age grade at 13 and he now plays wing, but I generally, I hadn't heard anything about Josh Adams playing at 13 before. Yeah. He, obviously, he obviously has at some point to be able to slot in there now. There's I mean, a, lot of, chat. There was but... a lot of chat about why isn't Lane playing or at least on the bench so he can cover both. Mm, I thought he did well. Some nice up and unders as well, regaining yeah. the ball. I, you know, this I thought... Bold throwing Cuthbert in there. Yes, blast from the past. Yeah, but you're remembering Cuthbert of Cuthbert of old. If you had been watching him recently, well, he's been performing well. Fast Springs coming back as well, so he yeah. is performing a bit better. But you know, he is one of the older players. You'd think maybe he would blood new players now, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, is he going to the next World Cup? Well, Lee Alan Wynn's blown all kind of you know yeah 
realization about age it just doesn't matter does it but yeah I guess I echo what you're saying with Alex Cuthbert I think you'd see some good things and some bad things at at Bath but then Bath in the last season seemed seemed to just as a team do some good things and some bad things now he did do that awesome tackle Ospreys were playing Ah, yeah why are you talking about Bath now because that's where I used to play Alex Exeter. Oh, sorry. 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 Hilarious. Yeah, Did Philippa Tutier get something wrong? This is why, <laughs> listeners, this is why we don't talk about the men's game. <laughs> 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 Women's rugby part. Do apologize. <laughs> Reese Priestland, Bath. Yes. yes. Alex Cuthbert, Exeter. Do apologize. But yeah, I think he would be a little <laughs> bit up and down with his performances. But yeah, playing for Ospreys. Yeah, there was a game he played away. I want to say it was Zebra or something. It was certainly Zebra. an Italian team. Zebra. Zebra. Um, and he made some awesome tackles defensively, which was his like qualm back in the day was that he could show up and attack, but defense, he'd be a bit weak. Yeah. That's obviously something he's really worked on. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Another big weekend. Let's segue into the New Zealand uh, yes. England game, only because I wanted to emphasize that, you know, England are blood in new caps because they have to, because this plays so few fixtures. And you just look at the cap difference between England and New Zealand and it's no wonder the score is what it was. I must be honest, though, I did think there'd be a bit more of a reaction from last week's defeat, wherein actually they ended up putting on more points. I know. Yeah. That half-time score was, wow. Yeah. I mean, you saw a reaction from England rather than you saw from New Zealand. That's just insane. Well, me and Gems actually said on the last pod it was going to be a completely different game and it would be de- definitely one for you to go and see because... Oh, you know, don't drag me down. You yeah, said yeah. that. You said it. New Zealand <laughs> would have, you know, pulled their socks up and yeah. would have given it everything. But, wow, I could only follow it on Twitter because I was... Um, we were on our way. Myself. Yeah, in the Welsh game. But, out, out. I, ah, it's mad. Mm. And it's a it's a record result, isn't it? It's yeah. the highest they've ever mm-hmm. two records on a bounce, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Amy Cocaine, yeah, match. I'm I'm not going to pretend like I know all the ins and outs of line out, but I did get very excited when she was hitting that back ball. I mean, that was crazy. Like, how do you even defend that? It leaves such a massive blind side, like. It, they had no choice but to spread their defence and then they couldn't set on them all. That uh, was really good. But she was just consistent, looked so casual with it. To peel and drive off the back ball is just orgasmic. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I can't always get there. But it gives you so many options and we so saw that many in that game. Yeah. And, you know, they're spot for choice, really. You've got Amy Cocaine this week. It was Lark Davis last week. She was... You know, mm. placing the balls whichever way you wanted them to, and there's just so many options in mm. every position. Poppy yeah. Cleal back in as captain this week. Yes, yes. And at number eight, bench. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but we've just talked about our strength and depth in our back row, so we're only a few games off it. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, fans of rugby, they are just. Superb at the moment, aren't they? Well, we aspire to, right? They are the benchmark, and that's where every other team has got to try and get to now. Yeah, exactly. And they have been flying the flag for professionalism, haven't they? And, you know, there's been a couple of times now I've listened to interviews, and they're so humble, and they talk 
so well about the fact that they are sort of representing. And I think they're hinting at, you know, what other nations, if you do this, this is what we could do. They feel like a responsibility to reach those, those incredible highs. Cause it's that whole thing, isn't it? Anybody can, anyone can be given a contract. You're professional now, but it's, it's taking your opportunities. It's that, you know, having the facilitated environment, but you've still got to make the most of it. And I honestly think all those girls have. Yeah, Shauna Brown has been a huge advocate for it, doesn't it? If you back us and invest in us, then this is what you can expect to see. And it's just so heartbreaking now to see what's coming out of Irish rugby that, um, that, you know, the, the blame has been placed on the players and it's not down to the board to invest because apparently they invest enough. Mm. Mm. Phil, uh, let our, fill our listeners in. It's so disappointing our guests couldn't join us because of that insight. Yeah. But yeah. Fill us in, Phil. Hey! <laughs> hey! Fill us in, Phil. Oh, is that why you're aying? Yeah. Why is she aying at me? <laughs> Okay, so um, a pretty uh, controversial, shall we say, report came out uh, in Ireland, and it's basically referencing Anthony Eddy, who is the director of women's rugby. And he suggests it's incorrect that the IRFU have neglected the 15 side game in favor of the sevens program. And he goes on to say that both formats, of the women's um, game in Ireland have resources thrown at them in recent years. And he basically goes on to kind of say that it, it's down to the players and their accountability and their, you know, what they've done with it. Consequently, there's been a bit of a backlash. So it was actually scrum Queens that, brought this to everyone's attention because it, it kind of went under the radar a little bit. And then all of a sudden, all these past players started coming out and like Claire Malloy, who we talked about in an earlier pod legend. Um, let me get up her tweet. So she said, it's quite astonishingly, oh, sorry, that was Scrum Queens, an astonishingly defensive interview with Ireland's director of women's rugby, who seems to suggest there are no major issues and Ireland are not being in danger of left be, being left behind. Claire Malloy then says, truly disheartening and disappointing read for everyone involved in the women's rugby in Ireland. Where is the accountability? Oh, sorry, that's for the players alone to bear. And also Kleena Maloney, who is a current player, uh, also came out with a similar sort of supportive line. And I think that's really telling because... Let's be honest, girls, we've all been there and it's very much you don't speak out when you are a current player. So for her to to speak out um, against the the IRFU, she must have really, really felt passionately about what she wanted to say. Let's be honest, that's brave. Really brave. brave. Very brave. I really hope it doesn't damage, you know, her aspirations to keep playing uh, because it is, you know, something you don't do. Uh, as a current player, but you know, hats off to and I just hope the rest of them rally around now and do exactly the same because it needs to be highlighted. It's not good enough. It's ridiculous. Uh, not qualifying for a World Cup should have been a massive kick up, kick up the bum. And now it's as if he's just trying to brush it under the carpet and uh, put pressure on the players who can only do as well as the environment lets them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep, hundred percent. Yep. 
Shame on you. It showed little understanding of of his knowledge as well, didn't it, of the women's game. And, you know, some tweets suggested that he hasn't been out to watch any games and he had little involvement as well. And he made some flippant comments about, you know, the Welsh seven setup, but we all know there isn't one. Um, so his knowledge seemed to be lacking and mm. others have picked apart and, and identified that. So uh, he's, he's oh. compared um, Ireland setup to, to Wales is really, but one Wales have had already qualified to the World Cup. Now we're seeing that um, there has been an investment into the senior squad. They are looking at puff. It will be January, not yeah. yet. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, in so January. But you know, it's out there now. It's accountable. So mm. you would like England are pushing for the other unions to catch up because they want to have some competitive games as well. Mm. It's it's down to the unions, and it's it's you know there's something there for them to follow. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not going to require too much work if they just ask for some advice, mm-hmm. just brushing it under the carpet and ignoring the fact that there is a very blatant issue at the moment is ridiculous. And it just shows how far apart the men's game and the women's game yeah. are. And saying, you know, we're, we're doing pretty much what Wales is doing, but Wales have been doing so bad for the last decade. They decimated the game. It's only now since Nigel's come in, there's been some movement. That shouldn't be anybody's benchmark. Everyone's benchmark should be what England are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, girls, we are absolutely behind you. So, we'll yep. back the girls, all girls, Irish girls. All the girls, yeah. <laughs> we'll make the hashtag even longer. Yeah, back the Celtic <laughs> Girls podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. So, Phil, hopefully we'll uh, be able to speak with our, our guest who's on a bus uh, next week, if we can make that happen. Yes. Because yeah. we really good to get some insight um, out of what's coming out of Ireland as well. Yeah, yeah. And just a little shout out for the rugby community. We would really love to speak to someone connected with Canada. Um, We are trying our resources, but if anyone does know anyone who maybe is living in Canada, plays in Canada, has links to the team management, um, please do let us know. Yes, because we know a lot, but we don't know it all. Well, (laughs) I'll get some involvement. We can make it up. (laughs) Maple syrup and bacon. Yeah. That's as far as I know. So let's talk yeah. predictions. We couldn't do predictions last time because we hadn't seen anybody play in so long. But um, let's do predictions then, Phil. Over to you. Mm. Oh. oh, there's there's a part of me that really worries about the physicality of the South African team. And if they get go forward, although we didn't really see much from their backs. I just I I would be astounded if they didn't have like jinky players, you know, they like step in that type of thing. But oh, I'm, I'm going to back Wales, but I think it'll be close. 18, 18, 15 Wales. I'm going to say Wales by 12 and I'm not going to go into all that detail. Just solid Wales by 12. 12? Mm. Strong. Mm. I think it'll be uh, changing. I think that will be exciting. Mm-hmm. I think I want to see the team before oh, I make my prediction. No, no absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, no, I again, I think Wales are going to win. Um, and I think Wales should win based mm-hmm. on their first performance. Um, it depends. If Wales play smart. Oh, you two. Yeah, <laughs> and get away. As long as they're in and out of their set pieces, 
and it works and it's a positive platform, I think Wales will win by quite a number, yeah. If I Wales score more tries, I think Wales will win. Come on. I, I just, be bold. I, come on. What's it going to be, Lowe's? Um, I'll, I don't think they'll score more points. So 23. Uh, 23-14. <laughs> big, big. Okay. All right. All right. Just well, before we go, you know what I've got. It's pub quiz time. Oh, pub hey. quiz. It's going to be a lot shorter and sharper than last time. I'm really disappointed as if I was voted like the least wanted on your pub quiz team. <laughs> <laughs> so I put out on Twitter um, uh, something like, who are you going to call in <laughs> rugby? Pub quiz team emergency oh, and I blasted it, girls, honestly. Did you? And I'm the one that asked the questions. I don't know why they got any faith in me. I um, well, know. it's not even about the quiz, though, when you're in a pub quiz. If you want actual entertainment <laughs> and a then you're, it doesn't matter if I can't answer the questions, does it? Yeah, you're right. I sit in the corner, you know, with really yeah. in a pub. <laughs> okay, so I've got questions here regarding the Women's Rugby World Cup. Do we need a jingle? Jingle, 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 jingle. I'm not going to ask you about who's been the champions. I'm going to ask you, there's been two teams, sorry, three teams that have been runners-up. Who are they? Right. Can we... Three teams who have been runners-up. So New Zealand. in all the world uh, rugby world cups, women's rugby world cups, England, three teams have been runners up. England, New Zealand, Canada. Oh, straight in there, bold. No, England and New England, Zealand, Canada. No, not New Zealand, not runners up. Well, they in came 2014. Before. They came third or fourth because Ireland beat them in like oh, the yeah. pool games or something like that, uh, which meant the final was between France and England. Oh, France. So 2014, okay, was definitely Canada. Uh, 20. No. Uh, because England won. <laughs> and they play Canada. And they play Canada. Emily Garrett, uh, dummy switch pop to win the game. Brilliant. <laughs> Honestly, I love a dummy switch pop. Done well. It is really hard to defend. So Canada definitely 2014. 2018 was. 2017, sorry. Um, was New Zealand. This isn't how pub quizzes No, it's do. not. It was England. Crikey Moses. It was New Zealand. It was England. And then 20... England, Canada, USA. Oh, I don't think USA were in the final. Laurie, USA came runners up in 94 and 98. You are correct. What? Unlucky, Good Philippa. Day. And unlucky you lot who voted me off your pub quiz. <laughs> Did you Google it, though? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. You can see it on her phone. You little. But it was Canada. To be honest, Canada. you're going to go through every tournament and, you know, I lost the will to live as well. Sorry. But it was Canada and New Zealand. Yes. USA, right. Yes, USA back in the 90s. 91, they won it. 94 and 98, they came runners up. So, you know, they've been overtaken, haven't they? Lost yeah. the standing in the World Rugby kind um, of ranking. They, yeah, they were in the semi final for the 2017 World Cup 17, against yeah. New Zealand. Do you remember that one, though? 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Well, that was it. I only had the one because you oh, know, had to drag them out. I apologize. Oh. What you can't you can't call it a pub quiz if it's just one question. I've, uh, I've got one for you. Ooh. Go on, um. Who is the women's all-round top try scorer? What throughout the world? Uh, Wales. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, non Evans. Is it? No. No. Louise Ricard. No. It's a forward, isn't it? Yes. No. Sean Ed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, is he really? Sean yeah. Harris has more tries than non Evans. Yeah. Wow. Do you remember okay. like the two two thousand fourteen two thousand seven? Did it just felt like Sean Edwards wanted to score all the tries? <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. And people say she doesn't pass. What are they on about? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> she says it herself, man. Nope, <laughs> no passing. <laughs> so there oh, we go. Yeah. There we go. Okay, well done. Jingle, jingle, jingle. So a bit of news, guys. I don't suppose you've heard about these new fancy gum shields that England and New Zealand are wearing. Yes, there was a bit of a pitch side interview. Thanks, Phil. You don't need to cover it. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but I know Laurie missed it, so fill yeah. her in. For anyone that doesn't know, so they're these very, very high-tech uh, gum shields that basically measure all elements of impact. So it's not just like being absolutely smashed. It could even just be, say, if you're on your own, you do a, a burpee, so you go down and up. So it can actually measure the sort of velocity of, of you going to the ground, the impact then of the ground and how you get back up. So it's really, really clever stuff. And uh, World Rugby um, have supported this, put a lot of investment into it. Uh, at the moment, in regards to elite teams, it's England and New Zealand that are wearing them. They're the only two teams. But it's been given out. It's based in New Zealand, this research, and it's been given out to, to clubs of all levels. But the massive, massive thing is it's all girls and women. So there's, you know, there's loads of research out there when it comes to nutrition, strength and conditioning, impacts, injuries, but so much of it is formulated on the research gathered by male uh, rugby players. So this is really quite pioneering. They've invested so much money uh, into looking at collisions and how it impacts players. So it's going to influence sort of the recovery protocol. So how long you actually have to have off before you can go back to play. But it's also going to help inform, say, coaches on the fitness of a player. Because I, I don't know whether we had this with 15s, but I know we definitely had it with 7s. When you came off the, the pitch, you had to go to the strength and conditioner and give them a number out of 10 as to how you were feeling. But if you wanted to play the next game, you blatantly just lied instead of five like six, maybe it was tough, gave it everything, but I still got plenty to give. Like you just tell them any number you want. So this will get rid of that and they will actually have measurable information as to how hard you have worked, you know, how much impact you've had. Did you really, sorry, did you really have to say a number? Did you ever do that? Yeah. Yeah, we had to do oh, that as well. After yeah. my time then. Can I go crawling off? I don't mean it's 10 every time. No, <laughs> I need a rest. Uh, no, it generally was. I was in fat camp, so we had to do the extras <laughs> after as well. And you have to say, how hard did you find that? And if I wasn't given a number above eight, then he said I had to do extra reps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the different lines. Ah, Good to so, know. Yeah, that's incredible. That's what, yeah, that's what the gum shield thing is all about. So, yeah. Yeah. So you've heard our thoughts on last week's game. We're super looking forward to the test match against South Africa. We 
felt like there was a massive crowd down at the cap last weekend. Let's get an even bigger one down there this weekend. So we'll see you all down there. Well, Laurie won because she's packing a house, but we'll be there and let's get a big crowd for the Wales-South Africa game. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm loving how many people like tweeted and sort of got in mm-hmm. touch about when and where they're going down. So do that again. And um, yeah, if you see us, give us a jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs> and if you're not going, if you could take some boxes down to Lowry's and give it on, she'd appreciate that. Oh, so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Please do get in touch. Remember on Instagram, it is Back the Girls Podcast. On Twitter, it is Back the Girls Pod. And just because we love to keep it simple on email, it is backthegirls.pod at hotmail.com. Thank you. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.